people. Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I'm your host as always, Jeff Stormer, and this week on the show, I am joined by my good friend Pat Reber for a game of Iron Sworn Starforged. Iron Sworn Starforged is the standalone sci-fi sequel to Iron Sworn, a small group a uh, gritty fantasy role-playing game that uh, we've played before on the show and since we played it on the show has become extremely near and dear to my heart. It is legitimately one of my favorite games. I've been very excited for Starforged for a very, very long time. Uh, this is a game inspired by stories like The Mandalorian, inspired by stories like... Uh Obviously, like you'll hear in the episode, stories like Alien, uh, things like The Expanse. It is a, a game about sci-fi adventurers uh, taking iron vows that is pledging themselves on iron with a mission that they must see fulfilled at no matter what the cost, exploring uncharted sectors, undertaking perilous quests, unraveling the secrets of a mysterious galaxy. It is a game uh, that is extremely cool. There are some absolutely mind-boggling, like, generation tables. Uh, everything that I wrote in this adventure was kind of randomly generated, and it turned out to be, like, this amazing and cool story. And what's extremely cool about Ironsworn is that there are three ways to play. You can play it as an entirely, like, solo game, which I do very often. It helps me kind of just write and imagine. Uh, you can also play it the way that we did, which is sort of as a traditional one person is a player and the other is a GM, and then there are rules for playing it kind of as a co-op experience. Uh, they're all very good and cool, and Ironsworn is extremely cool, and the tables and everything in Starforged rules... I love this game. I'm a big fan. Uh, it's currently on Kickstarter. It has already, I want to say, like, tripled or quadrupled. Nope, it's actually got ten times its funding goal already, um, which is fantastic. I'm glad it is a game that deserves it. Um, but you should go back it and make it a reality because it is a wonderful game. Like I said, it is legitimately one of my favorite games, and I'm really excited for it. I've already backed it. I think that you should do the same, and I think you should listen to this episode because it's really, really fun. Speaking of, why don't I throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show? Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I am so, so excited to be sitting down with my good friend, Pat Reber. Pat, thanks so much for coming on Party of One. Hey, yeah, of course. Thank you. Um, so real quick, at the top of the show, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, it has been a chaotic week up to this point, but today uh, really assuaged a lot of my concerns. I don't know if I'm saying Likewise, that right. it has been... Uh, God, I mean, we were just talking about this before we went on, Mike. It has been a hectic week for both of us, and... Like today was a, today was a very strange like moment of calm and it actually kind of makes me more worried for the rest of the week. <laughs> it's it's that feeling of like why is everything going well? Why are yeah, things yeah, good yeah. today? I'm just gonna ignore it. I'm gonna just ride this wave until it stops. <laughs> and I I appreciate I appreciate that. I appreciate that mentality, and I think that's a mentality that we can bring into our game this week. Awesome, yeah. Things are going to be fine. Remember, things are just going to be great. We're just playing a good, happy, chill game. Yeah, yeah. this should all work out. So speaking of games, we are playing Iron Sworn Starforge this week. Iron Sworn Starforge is the sci-fi sequel follow-up to Iron Sworn, which you've played before on the show. Uh, it is a game that since I played it on the show, uh, I fell deeply, madly in love with. And so, like, I've played a lot of it in the sort of solo play mode, like sitting by myself and making notes in notebooks. So I actually feel a lot more comfortable like running this game than I did last time. And I hope that comes across as I, as we play through it. Um, so the premise of the game, we are out in the forge. The forge is a distant cluster of planets in a distant galaxy. Uh, the last remnants of humanity, a, a ragtag group of outcasts, 
have blasted through the infinite void of space and landed here. Uh, and, and this is a game of, you know, these sort of hard, hard fought survivors making their way through this, this weird, uh, like sci-fi space. It is a, it is a game of rough and tumble, low, uh, low tech sci-fi in the vein of alien or, uh, the Mandalorian or the expanse. Uh, it is people, people going up against impossible odds, except they have laser guns. Um, with that said, why don't you take a moment and introduce us to your character, and then we'll build a little bit of the scenario that you're running into, and then we'll put you through some danger. Yeah, so today I will be playing Gam Stevens, who, uh, I've loosely based on Mikey from Recess, um, just like a big, (laughs) strong, but gentle giant who's got a lot of heart, but maybe not, uh, a whole lot of book smarts. He is uh, an explorer by trade. He also, um, just as a physical quality, has one bionic forearm that uh, kind of has pinchers on the end so he can pick things up with it. It also operates as a taser. I love it. I love it. Um, so Gam has a contract with, let's call it the the Space Station Gamera 3. Uh, Gamma 3 is a research station. They have hired a group of freelancers to survey things in this tiny corner of the forge to make sure that, you know, anomalous activity is not going to put the people on the station in danger, um, which is where we find you at this moment. Uh, what's the name of your starship? You have a you have a small starship that you've come into possession of. What's the name of your starship? And tell me a little bit about the aesthetic of it. Uh, so it's a little clunky. It is. I had to supply my own starship, so it's the best I could afford uh, on my meager salary. Um, I've named him just Mike, like just standard junk car name, I feel like. Uh, I love it. I, I adore it. I'm so happy that you have a spaceship named Mike. <laughs> and I am just picturing, um, I'm picturing my own car, honestly. Uh, I have a little Mazda 2. It's a little, like looks like a teardrop on its side, um, just without wheels. Maybe a few I'm dents Googling, on the side. I'm Googling it specific. Okay, yep, I have the exact visual in my head. Um, so we're watching the, We're watching Mike, um, like, come down. You are arriving on the surface of a small moon. It's the first visual we get is you kind of floating through, floating through the abyss. You touch down on a small craggy moon uh and this is the moon of uh the let's call it the hold on i'm gonna now once i threw out gamma three i have to look up uh i have to look up a name list to stick with a theme so give me one second this is the uh this is the this is the bialante uh water treatment plant Okay. This is a supplier of clean water for a few different stations on in the area, but recently, and the I think I think the sort of uh, scratchy audio recording hologram message that we we see you listening to is saying, "Yeah, Bialante disappeared. It went it went dark. We don't quite know what happened." It's not a huge concern. There are other water treatment plants, but we just want to know what happened and, and make sure that, 
you know, if if it's if it's as simple as turning a switch to reactivate the comms equipment that we can flip that switch and get the thing turned on. It should be mostly automated. It's not exactly, po- you know, hugely populated outside of a small skeleton crew, but we just want to make sure that it's okay, that that there's not that there's not a not a situation and if there is that we know how best to address it. Right. It's likely just a tech issue, but uh, likely a tech issue. Need someone with some experience out there. Yeah, right. It's, it's, it's a it's it's a it's a it's a foreign environment and so we want somebody with your particular expertise in dealing with with uh like alien ecology. I mean, it's a water treatment plant, so it is kind of tied to the local ecology. So we want to make sure that we understand the sort of what's at play here. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Sounds like my, uh, my kind of work. Let me grab my, uh, little companion. Uh, your little companion. I'm picturing. So that's a very specific. So unless you have a specific aesthetic in mind, I, something popped into my head. Actually. Yeah. No sound off. Um, there is the, I am, I am simultaneously dating myself and exposing myself as a particular, as a particular breed of, uh, New Jersey stoner trash from the early two thousands. There is a particular episode of a cartoon called Sea lab 2021 with a little tiny purple and white robot. Yes. I don't I, I, I don't know how to search for the name of the, it's it, all I know is it's the episode where the, the guy gets tr- stuck under the soda machine and the robot continues to come and harass him. And that is that is what I picture here is this little sort of pink and white metal with like rusted bits and ch- little chunks taken out of it and pock marks, but kind of like it's got a little bit of a face on the front and it's sort of hovering Kind of like a Roomba with a head attached, and then occasionally, like a robot arm pops out with a little handy tool. Yeah, perfect. Uh, and it's kind of just like floating around you, like it's got hover propulsors on, so it's kind of just floating around you as you as you bring as you bring Mike to land, and and we see you come out in your you know in your environment suit. We see, we see, uh, we see that your, your buddy kind of floating around your shoulders and sort of peeking out in different directions. So with this, I think we're going to make our first roll. Yeah, let's do it. Because uh... we, we need to swear an iron vow. An iron sworn, a lot of the narrative momentum is driven by what are called vows. Vows are quests in other games. They are, they are, you have pledged to do something. In this case, that pledge is figure out what has gone wrong in the Biolente uh, treatment plant. Right. And I have uh, no objection to the fact that this contractor is making me swear iron vows uh, to them for a, a meager salary. It's it's kind of the equivalent of signing a contract. Like, it's sort sure. of the nature <laughs> of it all. Like... You know, it, it it's 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 more tradition than anything. It's just sort of the agreement that you're going to go do the thing. Right. It's like a, a soul bind with Uber. Exactly. <laughs> it's exactly the same thing. So, um, yeah, so this is going to be I'm going to call this a I'm going to call this uh, somewhat in like the dangerous range. We'll say that this has five uh, five boxes attached. Uh, as you as you mark progress on your on your vow, you will uh, 
you will sort of move towards uh like completing this completing uh your vow and and achieve like finishing it out closing out the contract figuring out what went wrong your progress is going to be marked by like boxes and check marks in this in this sort of progress track mm-hmm. that defines your knowledge of what happened in this water treatment plant so right now you are at zero you are at zero marks right now um and whenever whenever i tell you to mark progress you'll mark one of these you'll mark one of these five boxes okay but for right now, we need to know what your starting position is, and that's going to require you to roll plus heart. So what this is going to look like, you're going to roll three dice. You're going to roll two ten-sided dice. That's going to give you your challenge number. Uh, these are not going to be combined together. This is not a hundreds. This is not a tens and ones digit situation. Mm-hmm. These are two numbers from one to ten. That's going to determine how difficult the scenario is. Once you've done that, you're going to roll. Uh, you're going to roll. 1d6 and add your heart stat which is going to range from 1 to 3 and then that number you're going to compare that to your two challenge dice and depending on if it's higher or lower than any of these dice is going to determine the the starting position that you you find yourself in all right and this is uh me just kind of checking out the scene when i first arrive assessing the situation right yeah this is you kind of stepping off the ship and what kind of immediate scenario you're presented with. Okay. Sorry, I'm checking my uh, assets here to see if there's anything, but I don't think any of this is. Oh, no, no. I don't think anything. What? Maybe. Gather information maybe with my naturalist path. Uh, we're going to, co- we'll, we'll do that next. Yeah, yeah. For this one, you're just going to roll plus heart. Okay, cool. Roll my challenge dice and. Ooh. Okay, so I. Plus heart is two, so that looks like I beat the low dice, but I tied the second dice, which uh, that goes to the challenge. Right. So tell me what tell me what and tell me what numbers you roll. Oh, sorry. So uh, I rolled a five and a seven on the challenge dice, and then I rolled a five on my d six and added my plus two heart. Okay. Yeah. So you uh, so you matched one of so you so yeah you 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 beat one of your two dice um i want to confirm to make sure that ties don't count as yeah i believe the tie goes to the challenge die i think it does yeah okay yeah so you if you beat one of your two dice which means you're taking a weak hit if you beat both of those two dice you would take a strong hit and if you beat neither of them you would take a miss so in this scenario you taking a weak hit means you are determined, but begin your quest with more answers or more questions than answers. Okay. You're going to take plus one momentum. Uh, momentum is a resource that represents how in control of your situation you are and how readily you can uh, like take control of a situation and sort of reverse your fate in a pinch. Uh, you're going to take one momentum and tell me what you're going to do to find a path forward. I think you step off and... It is, you see the plant in front of you, and, like, mm. all of the lights are off. There is no movement. It is, it is a ghost town, right? Like, it is, uh, the, the moon itself, the plants, there's this sort of iridescent glow to sort of some of the crystals that are jutting out from the ground. It's just, but for the most part, it's, like, it's rocky, it is cold, it is barren. There is this lifeless sort of space station, and you see kind of the, 
the water pumps and the tubes, right? You see them kind of jutting over the head and they seem to be running, but all the lights are off and like they don't seem to be running with any purpose. Hmm. It seems like the only things that are running on are the things that were already set on autopilot. Okay. And I assume <clears throat> that I uh, stopped on some sort of landing pad, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think my first move is to just step out, try to focus, uh, try to see if there is just a clear path from the landing pad to the building. Um, maybe ask my utility bot for uh, just a general survey, the normal stuff I would right. do when I land. Yeah, I'm going to call this gathering information. Uh, because you have your utility bot, I will give you an additional plus one to your roll. Nice. And I believe this also impacts one of your assets. So so characters in Iron Sworn have asset cards, which are little extra bonus things that define your characters. It's sort of a modular character building system. So I believe one of your assets here is going to help you like understand the situation. Uh, yes, yes. So I chose the naturalist path. Uh when I secure an advantage or gather information using my knowledge of life forms or planet side ecosystems, add plus one and take plus one momentum on a hit. Okay. So you're going to roll your, uh, you're going to take plus two on this roll and you are going to roll plus wits. Plus wits. Outstanding. Okay. Let me roll my challenge dice. Oh my. What are your, what are your challenge dice? Uh, my challenge dice are matching eights, which... Oh, a match. I, I'm very excited because this is a fun mechanic. So uh, on a match, something important happens. Like there are there are plot twists. It is a it is a major thing that develops when when a match when when both dice match. Outstanding. OK, let me roll my D6. Ooh, so that is going to be. Oh, no. Uh, that's going to be a two plus my wits, which is three. Plus one plus one is going to give me a seven against those matching eights. OK, so on a miss, your investigation unearths a dire threat or reveals an unwelcome truth that undermines your quest. You must pay the price. Oh, no. Uh, paying the price is a move that I'm going to roll some dice for. Um, and then I'm also going to roll. Uh, I've also rolled some dice to determine the result of this uh, twist, and I'm very excited about it. Okay, all right. So to peel back the curtain a little bit, um, there's a lot of random tables in Ironsworn, and I love all of them. The random result I rolled for pay the price uh, is a new enemy is revealed, and oh, the... Uh, and the result I rolled, so on, on, on an, a match result, uh, it is encouraged that you add a twist to the situation. <laughs> and, uh, there's a table that I'm pulling from the original Iron Sworn, which is a major plot twist table. Okay. And the result I rolled on that one is that the true enemy is Rivia. <laughs> oh no. So it's really just the, we've we have upped the stakes very, very much on the first thing that you've done. And this is just to be clear, this is as I step out of the ship and try to focus <laughs> my eyes and adjust to the darkness. Yeah, right. This is okay. this is this is you walking out and immediately kind of. So I think what happens is like you walk out and I am going to. OK, I know exactly what happens here. Um. A door open, like you walk out and I think there are, you know, we probably see as you were landing the ship, 
you doing kind of like landing protocols, right? Like you enter some numbers on a keypad, you know, some a screen comes up, you enter your coordinates, the 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 station, like you enter the coordinates of the station. Like there's a protocol, right? Like sure. there's a yeah, process yeah, yeah. of these things. Keeping a record. And what's weird is that even though all of the lights are off, even though there seems to be no sign of life in the station, like somebody accepted your coordinates. Hmm. Which means that, like, somebody was theoretically here. Yeah. Well, again, but they I'm, were making. I'm pretty sure this is just a tech issue. So. Yeah, this seems like a tech issue. Um, but they were making every effort to make it seem like they weren't. And like, when you touch down, like, a door opens, and like, a person in an in an in an environment suit like comes out, okay. and they come out running. Their suit is torn. They are they are beaten up. They've got a black eye. Like they are running for you. And what happens? is two giant vines from inside this door with giant glowing crystals jutting out of them at various points grab this person by the neck and rip them inside and the door is just left hanging open oh no and I, I can see all of this clearly at this point. You, yeah, yeah. It was just straight up right in front of you. Like, like they were coming out to get to you and like were pulled back inside by these giant crystal covered vines. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to take a step back. Fair, a, a fair, a fair reaction. Uh, so I can I use my naturalist path again right away to try to understand what I just saw? Yeah, absolutely. You can make uh yeah. Um, in this case, I will absolutely allow it to try and gather some information, uh, to try and understand like what you're, what you're kind of staring down here. Yeah. Looking for anything. This is a bit outside my purview. <laughs> okay. So that's a four and a five on the challenge dice. And then, okay. all right. What is the uh, skill for this? This is gather information, I'm assuming? This is going to be, yeah, this is going to be wit. So this is going to be gather information. Okay. So I'm going to get a five naturally. So that's a plus three to wits and a plus one to naturalist. So that's a nine total. It beats both of my challenge That is a strong hit. You are are in a good spot right now. Um, So what happens here is... So on a strong hit, you discover something helpful and specific. The path you must follow or action you must take um, to make progress is made clear. Um, uh, what you notice is uh, at least momentarily like her. Um, no, actually, what I'm going to say is that what you notice is um, like as that happens, the lights on the the inside of the station flicker. And you notice that the water starts to run green. Some sort of presence has attached itself to the main, like, processing, to something inside that is, like, tying itself to the infrastructure of this plant. There is plant pun intended here. Um, (laughs) There is some sort of plant-based thing that has entangled itself with the machinery. um, And... It seems to have taken out the crew. And the thing that you notice, the danger that I'm going to put you in as a result of paying the price earlier Mm. (laughs) is that you know that you saw those crystals, those sort of glowing kind of iridescent crystals. 
you notice that a few of those vines kind of like jut out of the ground a little bit. Like those crystals that you saw embedded in the rock, a few mm-hmm. of them burst out a little bit and they seem to be between you and your ship. And they seem to be like poking around. They seem to sense that you're that you're in the area. You seem to have been spotted. Ooh, interesting. Okay. What do you do? So I think my next move is going to be, uh, I would say, cautiously approaching the closest vine to me, uh, turning on my little taser arm and uh, just seeing if it reacts. I'm just going to poke right. it. I, uh, I'm going to call this I think when you, I think as soon as you like approach it. I'm going to call this, uh, I'm going to give you plus one here because you have your, your augment, right? You get a plus one if your augment is going to prove useful. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, uh, take plus one for your augment. I'm going to call this facing danger and I'm going to have you roll plus shadow plus an additional plus one for your augment. Okay. So it's not my strong suit as a, uh, corporate Jerome, but let's see how we do. Challenge dice are a six and a six. This is once again a match. All right. Now, something special happens on a match here uh, to set the stakes. If you miss right now, um, if you if Mm -hmm. you do not score, if you miss right now, your your augment is broken. Oh, boy. All right. Let's uh, let's roll this baby up. Oh, that is going to be a natural five with a plus one wit and a plus one augmented. So, okay. Um, describe to me, describe to me how you, uh, like they come alive, right? They start, they start thrashing. Describe, I want you to describe to me how you almost get entangled in a, in some kind of a trap and then make your, and then, and then make a, a heroic uh, narrow escape. Okay, sure. So I, I don't know if this qualifies as heroic, but I am gritting my teeth and inching towards this thing with my bionic arm extended and taser mode just on. Uh, the closer I get to it, the more I turn my head away from it so I can't see it, so I'm not too mm-hmm. scared of it. Uh, when I get within range, it does try to grab me, but uh, it runs into my taser first. Um, okay. So I, I love this. Um, it runs into your taser. Um, it actually kind of immediately the, the, uh, it, it, I'm going to say the, the crystal like bursts and the, the thing tends the thing, the vine itself kind of like catches, like it catches on fire. Like it is supercharged the second it hits the taser, like that electricity just like fried the hell out of it. Okay. And what what you see is like it um it kind of you can see into there is a a a hole where the crystal was that seems to be like like hollow and long and like you can almost peer inside. Yikes! And, like seems to exceed uh, normal physical dimensions. Yeah, like it is like 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 the where the vine was seems to be like a hollowed out kind of like tube tunnel, right? Like like this this vine was not sort of created. It was like held in place and the crystal was just protruding out like it is apparent to you that the that the crystal seems to have been some kind of a trap that like 
you were intended to either grab a crystal or try to pull a crystal out of the ground and then the vine would tangle you up and <laughs> seemingly pull you into this into in under under the ground into this sort of hollow structure so is the crystal fully gone now uh yeah the crystal okay. exploded the vine thing and you're just left with like the you've got kind of got two ways to move forward here you can investigate this sort of like hollow tube in the ground that is only it's only about I'm going to say. Like baseball thick or baseball, like like what, like the size of a baseball, but you okay. can see that it's like it leads to kind of it seems to expand after a little while, right? Like in a way that you could probably dig a way into sort of a natural cave or you can head inside like it seems like there's there's something underground there's some sort of cave system underground and then there is the actual treatment plant what do you do well i feel like i should stay uh focused on my job if i want to get paid which uh probably leads me inside the building i'm assuming or i guess i shouldn't assume is there sort of a clear path for me to get to the building if i'm not too concerned about these vines with my taser. Um, if you're not too concerned about them, yes, there's pretty much, you're pretty much, you can take a straight shot and try and, and, and make a run for it. Um, it might, you do see several more of these crystals. So like, it might be a scenario of, uh, it's going to be a dangerous move for it, but there is like kind of just pretty much a straight shot. Like I said, that door was left open. Okay. Um, here's what I'm thinking. I am going to just kind of, uh, let my utility bot go maybe three feet ahead of me, mm -hmm. uh, and try to get through this quickly. And ideally the utility bot attracts any, uh, antsy grabbers. Mm, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to call this, uh, I'm going to actually call. So I'm going to say, first off, mark off one of those boxes of your, of your vow of understand what happened to the station. Because you've gotten some insight into what happened here. Ooh, outstanding. All right. Um, and also, I'm going to say this is going to be another face danger roll. I'm going to call this plus wits because uh, so the face danger move. When you attempt something risky to react to an imminent threat, uh, describe your action and roll. And then there are options for rolling with edge, heart, iron, shadow or wits. The five stats in Iron Sworn. Uh, and when you're rolling with expertise, focus or observation, uh, which I think this is, I think like you relying on your on your on your bot like this is this is wits, right? This is you acting on a plan and not and not necessarily uh, trickery or endurance or command or or speed. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. So roll me plus wits with an additional plus one for your plus one for your robot. All right. So my challenge dice are going to be three and eight. Okay. And my D6 is a six uh, plus three for wits plus one. So that's a 10 max 10. All right. I think, I think you are, you are exactly able to the, uh, the, what does your robot have a name? I did not ask. Uh, let's call him. Uh, no, you know what? It doesn't have a name. Fuck this thing. Well, I'm calling I'm it treating I'm it like a it sacrificial lamb. I'm calling it buddy. I'm calling it buddy. Um, buddy is the your 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 buddy is able to kind of like predict like one of one or two vines come out and you're able to grab it with the taser and kind of explode it. 
and you make your way inside and like every inside is like a large sort of power plant esque setup. The, the aesthetic that I'm kind of visualizing is, uh, the Springfield nuclear power plant. Sure. Um, it's the only power plant that I can think of in my head for some reason. Um, but every surface of it is overgrown with plant with like vine and fungus and crystal. Like it is every surface is, is, is overgrown. It is like squishing under your feet. Like there's moss and, and weed squishing under your foot. And it's wild because none of this is outside. Uh, I feel like I am just um, kind of grimacing and going, oh, man, with every step I take. I love it. I love it uh, a lot. Um, What I'm going to ask you to do here is uh, there is a move here for uh, as you kind of navigate this scenario. I am going to have you roll a little bit of a very I'm, I'm, I'm changing up a move a little bit, but I think it's the right move here. Roll me plus wits to explore a waypoint to explore a notable location as you kind of examine this place. And uh, uh, this is traditionally tied to another move, but I think it's the right move to make here. And if on a success, you will you'll be able to move some some progress towards your towards your um towards your 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 vow of figuring out what the hell's going on. Okay, this is exciting. This has some fun results either way. All right. My challenge dice are going to be 6 and 10. Great. And I'm sorry, remind me what uh stat I'm using for this. You're using wits and I'll give you naturalist on this because you are you are this is this is this is natural sort of fauna. Outstanding. Okay. So you're going to roll a total of plus four. So that is going to be a four for the roll. And then plus four brings me to eight. So I beat one challenge dice, but there's no way to beat a 10. Okay. So take, uh, so you get a weak hit. You have uncovered something interesting, but it is bound up in peril or reveals an ominous aspect of this place. Take plus, you get plus one momentum. And what you visual, what you see here is... You see, um, mark another box of your vow, because what you see here is as you're moving through this, you see two things, one, one, one horrifying and one kind of illuminating. Um, obviously you see bodies. They have been stabbed through. They seem to have been like, they seem to have been drained as if blood sucked by some kind of a vampire, but they have been sort of impaled with these crystals or these vines and the crystals are kind of jutting out of them. Um, their, 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 their blood has been drained and they're all fallow and hideous looking. And the other thing that you notice, you're able to like, like look past that. You see mining equipment. It seems like they weren't just processing water here. They were mining for water. Hmm. And it seems like maybe they hit something. Well, that doesn't seem right. That seems, uh, counter to what I understand was the mission of this place. And, and the danger that the, the danger that I'm going to put you in is, um, 
oh, one of these corpses is going to start walking, right? Like, that's got to be what happens. Sure, with the vine still through its chest. Yeah, absolutely. Looking like a puppet. Like, lurching towards you, arms extended, going to going to, to, to grab you specifically. All right, I want to size him up. Does he look like, I mean, is he like a scientist-looking dude, or is yeah, he like a... Yeah, scientist, scientist in an e-suit, um, like, kind of little spindly. I mean, looks a lot spindlier now that he's got no blood left in his body. <laughs> okay. But, uh, uh, in life, pretty small, pretty small and wiry. The first thing, I don't know if you want me to roll for this, but the first thing I want to do is just say, uh, like, no, thank you. And um, see if maybe he just stops bothering me. Maybe he's a friendly. I am. I am genuinely thinking this through if I want to make you if I want you to roll for something. here. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, I actually do want you to roll compel here. I want to see what happens. I just want to see what happens if this works. I don't okay. know if it will, but I want you to roll for this. Yeah, I'm into it. All right. Compel. I'm going to have uh, three and four are my challenge dice. And okay, then, interesting. Uh, this uh, is going to be, I'm going to say, this is, you're not lying or swindling. You're not threatening or inciting. So this is going to be plus heart. Plus heart. Okay. Uh, so that's a plus two for me. I roll a natural three, which brings me up to five. I just beat both of them. Okay. Um, on a strong hit, they do what you want and agree to your conditions. Take one momentum. Um, this this person stops in their tracks, lowers their arm, and cocks their head to you and says, like, you would speak to us. Uh, again, no thank you. Um, I, I don't want any trouble. Um, I am going to say. If he, sorry, if I can real quick, if he tries to yeah. make a move towards me, I am, uh, I feel like I'm in, in a defensive position so that I oh, can. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I think what happens here is, um, yeah, I know exactly what happens here. Um, lights in a hallway start to light up and he points towards, he points down the hallway where like lights are kind of doing the, the lights in a hallway thing where it's like the doom doom. And it's like one, sure. one then the next, <laughs> like pointing you down a particular hallway that like is, is, is covered in these vines. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm going to give him just like a, a thumbs up. I want him to think that I'm, I'm into it and I appreciate his help. Uh, and I guess just keep kind of plowing on. I want to check out some of this mining equipment rather than going down that creepy hallway. All right. Yeah. Give me a gather information on the mining equipment. Don't take your naturalist here, but do me do right, a roll right, plus right. wits. Yeah. All right. So challenge dice. I have a five and a 10. Great. And my D six is a two. So this is a failure. I, I tie the Good. five. But. Great. Um, awesome. I know exactly what happens next. Um, as for the results of paying the price. Bear with me one second. I'm going to open a can. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right. We're good. Um, so what happens is, oh, this is great. This is very, very good. Um, what happens is. You go and you actually like pick up one of these like drills, right? Like one of those big kind of like the Matrix lightning cannon drills, right? Sure, yeah. You go and pick it up and 
for a split second, you hear a voice. You actually, like, from behind you, gurgling, like, gurgling like a throat full of blood and bile, you hear, don't, don't pick it up, don't! And then, and then, <laughs> um, the person behind you is, like, ripped in half by vines. The, the body of the, the body of the, the, the person that was talking to you, that pointed down that hallway is ripped in half as vines are now like full on whipping towards you. Oh, the no. second I... that you the second that you pick up one of those mining things, you are labeled as the enemy. I feel like I would say, uh, I'm sorry. What was? That? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask you to roll me uh, to endure some stress as you see this unfolding. Endure stress, sure. Uh, I'm going to say take minus, mm, minus, uh, take minus two stress. I think that, I think between this, this is the, this is not the first person you've seen get horribly murdered. (laughs) And also the vines are coming for you now. So I'm going to say take two stress here. Okay. So that is a minus two to my roll, right? Yeah. Or minus two to your, your stat, which takes you from five stress down to three stress. Oh, okay. If Does you get this... to zero, if if you get to zero, you have to make a roll to, uh, to 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 keep calm and not have a breakdown. Okay. So my spirit is down to plus three, but my yeah. roll is still normal, right? Yeah. Uh, so you're not going to make a roll just yet. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. You only you're only going to roll if that number gets to zero. Oh, uh, well, I got you. Okay. Cool. 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 Okay. Uh, and now I am reacting to these vines coming. Yeah, very they are. At me. They are. They are flying at you, which means I think that we are we are probably entering the fray. All right. So um, when we initiate combat, I am going to give this uh, this threat a rank. I'm going to say this threat has three health boxes. So every time you hit it, you'll deal it three damage. So if you deal it three, if you deal it damage three times, you will, you'll knock it out of the fight. If it hits you, it's going to deal you two harm. Okay. Um, and it is flying at you. Um, it is flying at you. Uh, roll to see if you are in control. Uh, I'm going to ask you some questions. Um, are you, I wouldn't consider, or would you consider yourself on the move as these vines whip at you? No, I don't think so. I'm still trying to figure out who was just talking to me and what they wanted. All right. Which of the four options do you think that you are? Are you, well, what are you, are you, would you consider yourself more on the move, facing off against your foe in the thick of it at close quarters, preparing to act against an unaware foe or caught up in a trap and sizing up the situation? Ooh, I would say either in the thick of it at close quarters or caught in a trap because I, I think uh, caught in the trap. I think you're in, I think you're, you're in a bad spot and I think that one makes the most sense, but ironically you're going to roll plus wits, which is your highest stat. Okay. All right. Let's, uh, let's roll this up. So that is going to, Oh, that is a match of ones. Uh, which is just about as good as it could get for me. Let me figure out what the roll is. So that is going to be a six plus three. So a nine, incredible um so you are you are firmly in control you take plus two momentum and you start in control of the fight so uh what you can do here so what do you what do you want to do here are you going to take action to reinforce your position are you going to uh fight against the foe at close quarters 
Are you assaulting? Uh, are you assaulting? Uh, so are you going to fight uh, fight head on? Are you trying to like gain ground and, and get up an advantageous position? Are you trying to like take a decisive action and see some kind of objective? What is your what is your game plan here? Let's see. I am. Uh, I feel like I'm brave, but not very smart. So I am probably trying to get out of the immediate situation and uh, find a better place to be just in my situation. That would be gain ground, right? Yeah, I'm going to call that gain ground. I think that's that's you're trying to you're trying to get to a you're trying to get to an advantageous position. And in this case, probably in pursuit, fleeing or maneuvering. Yep. So you're going to roll plus edge. Plus edge. All right. All right. So challenge dice. I've got a one and a two. That's all right. All right. That's good. All right. Uh, so with edge, that's going to be a six total. It's a four plus two. Okay. So you may, you stay uh, you stay in control and may choose two of the following. Do you want to mark progress towards understanding what is happening in the station? Uh, or towards no? Do you want to mark progress towards the fight? Do you want to do you want to deal damage to this thing? Do you want to hurt these hurt these vines? Do you want to take plus two momentum, add plus one to your next move, or I'm going to throw in the fourth option of get closer to the mystery of what's happening in the station? All right. And I get to choose two of these, right? Choose two of those, two of those. So I'm going to mark progress. I do want to, I feel like I'm just swinging around this drill kind of wildly and just got a lucky hit or two. Oh yeah, Um, for sure. And then, yeah, I'll take the extra fourth option. I would love to just know a little more. Um, which is uh, perfect. So I'm going to have you mark two boxes of your of your vow here, because I also on your match result, I rolled that 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 a true identity is revealed. And I think this works here. Um, you blast these things. And what happens is like you see like all around you, like you blast these things with this sort of electro drill. You get a lucky shot. They kind of light up. They catch fire. And all around you, every plant seems to this seems to be some sort of colossal hive mind. And as that happens, you know, you watch the water start to go faster in the pumps and you watch, you watch, you know, and what happens, the second box is that you feel like there's an earthquake. Oof. The ground underneath your feet seems to shift and crack and like bits of rubble seem to like fall bits of plaster or bits of like steel and stone, like fall from the ceiling, right? Like you are in a full on earthquake as you are, you are shaken and, and it comes with this realization. Oh, this is this hive mind thing is much larger than you think. This might not be a technical issue. This might not be a technical issue. Okay. Well, uh, does it here? Let me ask you this. Does it feel like it's uh, clearly coming from down below or is it just the fact that the ground's shaking? It feels like uh, you, now that so what you have, what what the, the realization that you're having is like you feel the ground beneath your feet like pulsing, okay. like like shifting and pulsing and kind of like occasionally punching up a little bit as though like. As though, like, something is thumping up against the the foundation of the building and the stone beneath the earth, or the stone beneath the building. Okay, and are these uh, vines that I just gave a little beating to opening up like the one out front did? 
Yes, I think that they have they have opened up, but several more are like surrounding, which is to say that I think the the fight here is not over, but like more vines are coming at you. But like the ones that you shot, like exploded and withered and 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 like burned away. But like there are more vines in this general area that are starting to kind of like lash at you, but you maintain control. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Does it look like any of the ones that I already defeated have uh, opened up into like a cave, like the the one out front did? In here, not really. Like yes and so no, but you kind of like, but like you've shot a clearing. I'm gonna say that you can kind of start to like trace some of these vines into sort of gaps in the walls, into into pipes or into various pipes. Like you can see that like the vines themselves are are coming in uh, coming from various Ooh. spots around the building like it's going so you can kind of start to like trace where they are where they they have their sort of origin point at least in terms of the water treatment plant and confirming your worst fears it is exactly down that hallway so it's a, it's a bit of a do you face whatever this is head on or do you try to take a back door <laughs> Okay, um, let me think about this for a second. It's unrealistic, I feel like, for me to take this drill and drill straight down and try to take a shortcut that way without being attacked by these vines. <laughs> I mean, it is a sci-fi story, so unrealistic is 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 an interesting question. You're right. You know what? I uh, <clears throat> have a brilliant idea. <laughs> which is to uh, try to use this drill to get through the floor below me as quickly as possible, see if I can take a direct route to uh, to the source of this thing. All right, yep, hit it. Take Roll me. Um, this is going to be... Roll me. So you've got... You've got three progress on this fight, and I'm going to say you're going to roll an action using plus three, using your progress, and I'm going to give you plus one for having this drill. Okay. So plus four total. Yeah. So my challenge dice are going to come to a one and a two. I feel good about that. I'm I'm so I'm so happy about that because I also just really want this to happen. But I, <laughs> I I I I like rolling dice. I like I like the possibility of things going wrong here. But you're gonna drill into the ground. It's just a matter of like if stuff goes horribly. Wrong. What happens next? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I get a success. It's a nine total. Strong hit. Um. So take plus one momentum. Um. You maintain control. I'm gonna say that you're out of the fight. Like you escape the fight. Because what happens is like this thing tears through the ground like very quickly. Like it is it is a like a drill. So like it tears through the foundation of the building very quickly. And what what happens next is you think that it should take time to drill through the surface of this moon. <laughs> it happens immediately. You, like it is quite literal like it it is it is cracking an egg with a hammer <laughs> and like the ground opens up around you and you just plummet outstanding okay you land in like an open cave surrounded by moss and fungus 
and you look around and you realize this cave is immense and it is stretching in every direction. And to the distance you see, uh, drill, like you see like industrial sized drills, like oil well drills jutting into this cave and stabbing beneath the surface. And like the second that you land on this cave, the second you land on this mossy ground, everything on like everything underneath you is moving and pulsating. Oh my. How many check marks on your box do you like how many check marks on your vow do you have? Uh right now I have four total. Good. This is a good time to mark the last one as I as I tell you what you are what you are standing on. Remember how I said this was a moon? <laughs> yes. Kind of starts to feel like this might in fact be more of an egg. Yee. <laughs> This, in fact, might just be one giant thing. Okay. Uh... All of these vines and, like, lights and crystals are, like, swirling around you. And you are alone in this giant pulsating, like, natural fungal cave of this colossal moon-sized hive mind that has built itself this little sort of, like... Not so much of an egg. I think egg is the wrong turn, but like it has built itself kind of a, a just a shell okay. or a or a cocoon or or something like it. Ooh, like cocoon. everything, everything under the surface of this moon is one giant thriving fungal natural hive mind thing. Cocoon creeps the hell out of me. So let's uh, let's <laughs> like go with that. Yeah. Um, so it feels like a good time to be a naturalist. Mm-hmm. I would say, uh, I am going to try to gather information. I think what I'm looking for is, um, like a heart. I want to see if I can just sort of recognize the natural structures, uh, that would lead to a heart. I like that. I love that. Uh, yeah. Give me a, give me a, give me a wits roll and add your, add your naturalist. All right. So challenge dice. We're going to see... A three and a five. Okay. And my D6 roll is going to be a natural six. Uh, Fabulous. Should be both of them, but total just for posterity uh, is going to be a 10. Max 10. What you realize now that you're under the surface of the cocoon, two th- you realize two things. Um, I am going to introduce a danger here. Okay. Uh, there's now a ticking clock because you notice two things. Um, on the underside of this moon, on the underside of the cocoon, the vines, you recognize this from your from your from your studies, from your, your knowledge of biology. And like you recognize immediately the vines are sub, are are against the surface of the cocoon of the moon in a vein structure. You rec- you just you recognize their vein structure and you see like the crystals are all pointing in a particular direction. Like, you have a pretty clear map to where the heart of this thing is. Okay. The ticking clock is that you realize that, like, it is that what you thought was, like, moon rock was sort of more like a spun sort of mineral construct. And it's repairing the gap in its in its in its biostructure, in its cocoon, right? So you're seeing, like, rock forming and slowly... But steadily sealing that hole shut that you just punched in your in in this cocoon. Okay. Ah, oh, boy. Okay. 
This is great. Do I still? So I still have the drill with me, I assume. You right? still have the drill. Okay. Um, you also still have your buddy. Oh, yeah. Okay. It just like floats. It floats down effortlessly and it's just <laughs> hovering and just looks happy as a clown. Yeah, it's having a great time. Um, here's let me describe my ultimate plan and maybe we can break this up into a few yeah. steps. Yeah, yeah. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go for the heart of this thing and uh, basically just hope to uh, whatever there is in this universe that this opens up the sort of tunnel that goes back up to that first vine that I killed and I mm-hmm. can get back to my ship before uh, this thing dies entirely. Okay. Uh that's the ultimate plan, just assessing the situation from here. So obviously I can adapt as a change. I'm going to call this. So I'm going to say this is going to be two rolls. Hmm. Yeah, this is going to be this is going to be three. I'm going to have you roll three rolls here. OK, I'm going to have you roll a gather information to find the heart of this thing. I'm going to roll, have you roll a face danger to blow a hole, to blow a hole, uh, with your, with your drill so that like you can, you can find this tunnel or rather, rather, hmm, hold on. I've got to think through how I want this to work. So let me, let me, let me, let me, let me make sure that we're on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. Your plan is to find the heart of this thing, shoot it with a giant drill and hope that like in the chaos, you can find the cave that, that was on the other side of your ship. Exactly. Yeah, I'm trying to find almost okay. a shortcut that just goes right up to my ship, uh, very narratively convenient, and gets me got it out of here. Yep. Then I'm gonna call that. Uh, I'm gonna call finding that finding that cave, uh, securing normally securing an advantage, and I'm gonna call this. Um. Hmm. I'm gonna call this plus wits. This feels like wits. Outstanding expertise, am- focus, and observation into that all right so is that the first one that you want me to do yeah yeah roll me that first as you're as you're as you're you're trying to find the cave that you need to get through okay challenge dice for this one are going to be a two and a seven that's a okay nice wide range my natural roll is going to be a six again plus my three wits so that's a nine that's a strong hit that's a strong hit take plus two momentum and add plus one on your next move um, oh, yeah. yeah, you're able to find this cave exactly like you're able to like follow along with it. What you notice is that it is it is it has it has built a cluster of vines and crystals around this as it is trying to not just repair this this hole in the cave, but like replace the the whole like replace the vine that that had embodied this little like service tunnel, this little tube that it was going to spit a vine out of. Awesome. I, I'm still pretty grossed out by the whole thing, but I am at least excited to have found. I'm going to I'm going to have you take. I would like for you to take stress here. OK, as all of this is unfolding, just the realization of all of this feels like a good time to have you take stress. I'm just, I'm doing it all, but I'm still just going, ah, Jesus, come on. Uh, take one, I'm going to say take one, suffer one, minus one spirit for minor stress of just the realization that all of this is going on. 
Okay. I'm closer to hopelessly depressed. And I think the last thing I'm going to do is have this as a, as a, as a fight. Cause I think the second you, the second you fire up that drill, vines are going to be coming at you. Things are going to be lashing out. Um, I think that you are able to find the heart of this thing. Or rather, you you find it, but it is this giant, like, world tree looking thing that, like, that drill, like, that drill's not necessarily going to be able to blow up. Okay. But you can at least blow your way mm. out of this, out of this moon. <laughs> you can punch through the vine cluster that's going to get you back to your ship. Okay, so I am abandoning the idea of destroying this thing. Probably, you, I guess, whether I do... So, so that's a good point, actually. Whether I destroy it or not, I am probably not getting paid at this point because I have not fixed the problem. Well, uh, we'll figure that out in a bit. You've, you've identified the problem, and that's value. That's true. <laughs> so, um, I, you know what? Let's let's say you can try and destroy this thing. I mean, this is a giant... This is a giant... This is a giant moon monster. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's uh, also an excellent point. Maybe... I am at least convinced that I'm providing more value to the company if I destroy this monster, uh, assuming with the assumption that this is just a lost cause at this point. Sure. Um, okay, then we're going to enter into a fray. Um, you, This thing is going to be dangerous to a point where when you hit it, you're going to do plus two to a progress track of destroying this thing, which means that it's basically got five health points and it's going to deal you three harm on a hit. Because this is the this is the uh, this is the giant heart of a planet sized uh, vine creature. Oh, boy. OK, the things I'll do for a buck. <laughs> um. OK. We have to roll if you are in control or not. And I think this is for sure in the thick of it at close quarters. Okay, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, So let's enter the fray. My challenge dice are going to be a six and a seven. And my D6 is going to be a five plus my iron, which comes to a seven total. But I have plus one on this roll, which comes to an eight. That's a strong hit. Strong hit. Uh, take two momentum and you 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 begin in control. Outstanding. I am maxed out on momentum, but I will control the hell so out of the situation. So what that means is that at any, at any point, if you roll, you can just declare that you roll a 10. Outstanding. Okay. What's your, what's your, what's your plan here? All right. So uh, first thing I'm going to do is swing the drill at it. I am just, this thing is on and I am swinging it around wildly because I am not experienced with it. I'm going to call that striking. Uh, you are in control. You are assaulting a foe at close quarters. Roll plus iron. All right. We have a five and a six for the challenge dice. A three. Oh, no. Uh, a three and then plus two for my iron. So that's uh, that's going to be a miss. Do you want to do you want this to be a miss or do you want to burn momentum? Mm. On this one, I'm just going to take the L, I think. I, I'm okay. swinging around a weapon I don't understand. Okay. Um, you're going to pay the price. You're going to take, I think it immediately, like, it 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 stabs you right in the gut, and you're going to take three harm. 
Oof. So you're going to reduce your health by three. Okay. I do not love that. And um, I think what happens is, yeah, that is what happens, and you are going to lose control. Oh, boy. And it is going to strike at you. You are going to roll me a... Roll me again. Now you're going to roll me. Um, uh, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you this. Um, like the, you've been stabbed. You you're you're bleeding pretty hard. Things are lashing out at you. Um, are you trying to are you trying to fight? Are you trying to take cover? Or are you trying to get away? Uh, so ultimately, I think I am scared by that stab to the gut and i am just uh gonna start booking it for the tunnel okay give me a react under fire react under fire uh so this is gonna are be you plus yeah you edge, are I I th- yes i think you're fleeing so, so roll me plus edge certainly not remaining stalwart against fear or temptation no no that is not what is happening here <laughs> all right sorry let me check my stat sheet Real quick. Edge is going to be a plus one. Challenge dice are a four and a seven. All right. That is actually going to be... uh, So I rolled a six uh, plus one. So that is a uh, weak hit. It's a weak hit. A weak hit. Uh, You succeed. You going to burn momentum or you want to take a weak hit? No, you know what? I'm going to take it. All right. You succeed, but face a troublesome cost. Um, Take, you stay in a bad spot, uh, and take an additional minus one health as you, you're bleeding out now. Like, you're pretty close to, you're in a bad spot. Rough. Not dead yet. I think what is happening now is, um, like, you are getting close, and I think you... I think several like things drop in front of you and like with with vines still stabbed through them. There are several researchers that are like hovering around to try and like grab you to see if they can like fully grab you and bring you in. And no, thank you. (laughs) No, no, thank you. What is your what is your plan right now? Um, I still have the drill. I didn't lose the drill in that. You still uh... have the drill. Okay, uh, this is going to be my big push. I think I'm, again, just wildly swinging this thing around, just trying to clear a path in front of me so I can run for that tunnel. Love it. Um, So you are going to roll me plus iron. Um, You are going to roll me plus iron because you are in a bad spot and are fighting back against the foe at close quarters. Okay, yeah, I'll take it. Challenge dice are going to be a five and an eight. The roll here is, uh, it's going to be a six, which would put me at a weak hit. I think I am going to burn my momentum on this one, though, and just take a straight up 10. All right. Yeah. So you're going to mark progress twice. So you are going to deal this thing two. So four out of its 10 damage. Um, you have, you blast, you fry these, uh, these, these, these zombie researchers. Um, You've also overwhelmed your foe and are in control. All right. So what is well, your, what is your plan now? 
so I'm still scared as hell, and those zombie researchers didn't help. So I am booking it. I am fleeing and just trying to get back to my ship. I've given up on any other goal. All right. Uh, you are going to roll me gaining ground uh, in pursuit, fleeing, or maneuvering. Roll me plus edge. Ground. Okay. Challenge dice are going to be a five and an eight. And my roll, oh goodness, uh, is a three. That is just a miss. On a miss, your foe gains the upper hand. The fight moves to a new location. You encounter a new peril. You are in a bad spot and must pay the price. No. Um, roll. I'm going to see what happens here. I roll a 54 on this table. Um, I'm going to say uh, your, your buddy is is grabbed and takes three damage. Oh, damn. All right. As well, it is being ripped to shreds. It's so expensive, though. One, two, three. All right. I mean, that's better than me taking damage. I'm not particularly attached to this thing. <laughs> I'm just mad about the, the actual cost to... All right. Is there anything else that I'm that I'm suffering for this? Um, I don't think so. I think I think that's going to be what it is. Um, I think that I think I'm going to put an objective on the board that um part there's like a partial collapse as like in the chaos and your ship Mike is Mike is sort of like half submerged, half in this cave and half out of it. Okay. So at any point, if you have control, you can attempt to make a progress move and take an objective, which is to get it to get to your ship and take off. But right now you do not have control. I am and I in think no way in control. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is trying to continue to lash out at you and you are just up against more of these vines. What are you what are you doing? And I am still uh, in the fray here, right? Mm hmm. Bear with me one moment here. Just thinking. I have a drill. I have an electrified arm. I have a little buddy. Um, you know what? I am going to try to use my utility bot. Uh, I am going to give him what he understands, I think, as a command to uh, just take a closer look at these vines. But really, the goal is just... Again, he is my little sacrificial baby. I'm just mm -hmm. throwing him out there to uh, to try to take some heat off of me. I am going to call this um, gaining ground. Uh, no, this is reacting under fire. Okay. And this is... Changing the plan, finding a way out? Yeah, yeah, this is plus wits. Outstanding. Okay. Let's uh, roll these challenge dice. That's going to be a matching two. That's good for me. It's good. Uh, and that is going to be a five on the die. So an eight total. F effortless. Um, effortless. Um, effortlessly sacrifice my friend. Um, so what actually happens is um, your friend explodes. <laughs> buddy, <laughs> buddy blows up. Uh, a bunch of the vines go down. Uh, I am going to, let me look at the, let me look at the combat moves for, for the move that you're taking here. Um, 
Yeah, you so you succeed, take one, take control, and you get plus one momentum. Uh, what I'm going to add to this is another progress is going to get made, so that's going to put it at six out of ten. Hey, oh. And what I'm going to add to this is uh, because of the match result, I think what happens is... Uh, so the result that I got, the twist that I got, and I'm trying to think this through what the, what the, what the most, the juiciest option is, is that your actions have benefited an enemy, but I don't want it to necessarily be the vine, the, the, the planet here, the moon here. Ooh. What I think it's going to be, what I think it is, is, um, it benefits my employer. It benefits your employer. Yeah. So what I think it is, is, um. When when your buddy explodes, like it activates a a recording, like <laughs> a recording device on the black box that is like taking in the surveying of like the situation. Um, but it also registers that your buddy has exploded, which means they are now like tracking damages that have been done. Oof. So it is there they because the employer is not your friend because kids employers are not your friend. Um <laughs> It is they are like actively like penalizing you for 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 doing what you're doing right now. Right. I'm the last survivor here, so I'm the only one they can actually pin it on. Exactly. Oh, boy. Well, I uh, I take a heavy sigh about that, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Feel like I would probably be familiar enough with the system that I would know this as it's happening. Right. Yeah. And I'm not emotionally attached. You're the one that named uh, Buddy, so I named sorry. Buddy. You don't sorry to you, but I'm not emotionally attached. <laughs> thank you for thank you for the apology. <laughs> um, yeah, I am purely thinking of myself right now. I feel like I've already I've lost a lot of money on this job. The most important thing is just surviving, and then pleading with my boss to pay me something. All right. So what is your what is your plan right now? You have control. I have control. Uh, honestly, I'm going to uh, run to my ship. I got to drop the drill as I'm going. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm relying solely on my arm, but I am trying to hop in the ship and see if I can get it out of here before everything collapses okay. or reforms above me. So here's what's going to happen here. You are taking decisive action. You are seizing the objective in a fight. Uh, this is a progress move, which means you are going to roll your challenge dice. And your dice result is the amount of progress that you've made in this fight. So your result is six, and now you're going to roll your challenge dice to compare it with a result of six. Ooh, okay, I see what you're saying. Uh, am I, would you say, in a bad spot in this case? Or I'm still, um, I'm good because I'm back in control? Yeah, you're back in control. So you're you're okay. seizing the objective. You're just trying to get your get to your ship and get the hell out of here. Okay. All right. Let me roll up these challenge dice. That's going to be a two and a three. All right. That is a strong hit. You take you prevail. Take one momentum. Uh, there are no objectives remaining. You have actually. Hmm, let me let me let me let me flip through my uh, my options here. Is there a. Uh... A debriefing mode. I want to see if there is like a a spaceship stuff move. I don't think there is. I think Mm. that you would just roll your regular stats as though you if you have a ship. Okay, no. Yeah, you are just going to. uh, You managed. So you just get the hell out of there. You're in your ship. It boots up. 
Uh, now I'm going to have you roll me uh, to resolve a vow. So there is a debriefing move. Ooh. You're resolving the vow to tell how good that job did. But you got all, you have 10, you have 10. So it is possible, it is very likely you're going to get a strong hit here. Okay. Fulfilling your vow. When you reach the end of your quest, roll the challenge dice and compare it to your progress. Your progress here is plus 10. On a strong hit, your vow is fulfilled. On a weak hit, uh, there's more to be done. On a miss, your vow is undone through an unexpected complication. Okay, so as long as I don't roll two tens, I'm at least partially successful. You're at least here. partially okay. Okay, let's give that a good hope. That would be a great ending, though. Let's see. Uh, matching sevens. Okay, I love it. Uh, that is a strong hit. Mark reward on your quest's legacy. So, uh, you, you are, you are, you are, you are markedly successful. Hey. You get you get your payday. Uh, you get your payday. You mark this was we're gonna say dangerous. So you would mark on your quest uh, on your legacy track. You would mark I think four boxes, which is putting you probably like halfway to to filling something out and getting to advance and getting to move yes. closer to yeah, your yeah. your your retirement. You you got a great payout for this. However, Ooh. I'm roll two dice here. <laughs> Can I, uh, when, uh, whenever you have a second, can I ask you about that? Yes. So is this more, I get a payday because, uh, I actually solved a problem. They realized that this is a much bigger problem and they're happy for me. Or was I able to, uh, kind of fudge my way through making it seem like I did something helpful, even though. What do you, you, you tell me, uh, you know what? I'm going to say this would have ended up a bigger problem for them. They should at mm -hmm. least realize from that report that this was some sort of uh, sentient hive mind plant. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. Um, I like that a lot. And I think um, <laughs> I'm so happy. Pat, I'm so happy. Um, oh, no. <laughs> so the the major plot twist that I rolled, the closing note that we're going to end on our cliffhanger was I rolled okay. a 74 on this plot twist table, which is a new <laughs> danger appears. Um, you land, you're back on Gamera 3, you're walking around like, you know, you, you have your talk. Uh, somebody comes onto your ship and like, you know, like, like they, they, they're doing like a routine. I think like a repair person comes and grabs buddy, grabs your buddy. And embedded in the back half of Buddy is one of these iridescent crystals. <laughs> and we just see this as you as they walk off with the with the damaged robot. Oh, my God. And I had just assumed it was destroyed. But now it's there with me when I get back to the office. <laughs> yep. Yee. And now it is on Gamera 3 and we just watch. We get that we get that slow alien like zoom out the 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 Indiana Jones like. <laughs> The, the 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 horror movie zoom out of like watching the crystal get walked off into this like bustling space station and that is game uh perfect that was fantastic thank you so much for playing this with me yeah yeah that was so much fun what is that? what an ending what an ending i'm so that was that was that was great what a what a game i'm gonna save that name to gam stevens that's too good it's a great for name a, a it's a great name Oh, well, thank you so much for playing with me. This was so much fun. Yeah, of course. I had a blast, man. Thank you.
So real quick, before we wrap up, where can people find you online? Yeah, uh, online, mostly just at Pat Reber. Yeah, on um, Twitter. I am also on Venmo. Uh, just look up Pat Reber. Oh, man, I used to do this as a bit. I used to give out my Venmo, <laughs> but I can't even remember my Venmo handle anymore. <laughs> That's a good bit is the thing. Um, well, great. Thank you so much for playing this with me on the show. Uh, this was such a blast. And for now, I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take a future, me. Thanks, Pass Me. And thanks again to Pat for coming on to the show. That game was so, so fun. It really, like, we got right to the action, and it just was, like, an absolute joy to play. I loved it so much. It hit the exact kind of genre riffs that I wanted to hit, and I could not be more pleased with how that game turned out. Be sure to back Ironsworn Starforged on Kickstarter. Uh, you can follow the link in the show notes. Back the game. Get your own copy. It is great. I really recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. It's a game that I love. Also, be sure to follow my good friend Pat on Twitter at Pat Reber. Yeah. Then while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast. Head to our Discord channel at bit.ly slash Party of One Discord. And head to our merch store at bit.ly slash Party of One Merch. You can also financially support the show at Patreon.com slash Jeff Stormer or Kofi.com slash Jeff Stormer. You can also tell a friend about the show. Give us some love on social media. Anything to help us grow and do bigger, better, and cooler things. The other thing that you can do is support the other podcasts that I produce every single week. Though it's admittedly we've taken a break for a couple weeks. We're coming back this week. That's important to say. Another podcast that you should check out is All My Fantasy Children, which is a character creation, storytelling, and world building podcast on the One Shot Podcast Network, where every week my best friend Aaron Catano Saez and I take a listener submitted prompt. We spin it into an original fantasy character and we populate a shared universe one story at a time. Brand new episodes start uh, early May every Friday ish at OneShotPodcast.com. Party of One is, as always, produced and edited by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran featuring the D&D Sluggers, and the Party of One logo is by Evan Rowland. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates, press coverage of the show, or about coming onto the show as a guest, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com, or go to partyofonepodcast.com for more information. And I'm pretty sure that's all we do here, so until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance, and as always... Party on, everybody.